1. Spring, 1980, South Yorkshire, England. Adelaide Laurel Detrick passed away on Tuesday, April 29, 1980, at 2.04 a.m. Mum called me the next day to tell me I needed to come home to Rosewall without delay. She didn't tell me in so many words that Gran was gone. No doubt she didn't want to say it over the phone, but I knew even without Mum spelling it out for me. We had been expecting the end for a long time. Besides, Mum would never ask me to come home during my college term final exams without a very good reason. For clarification's sake, I must point out that Gran wasn't my grandmother. She was my great-grandmother. I never knew my grandmother, Mary Detrick, because she died giving birth to my Uncle Danny in 1932, when Mum was only two years old. Mum told me once her only memory of her mother was tied to a scent, one that she stumbled upon at the age of six. She was walking into a garden and bent to smell a lilac plant. The smell immediately transported her back in time to a day she had been playing in a field, her hand held tight by Grandmother Mary. She remembered the pale green grass waving at her waist, Grandmother Mary's blue skirt, and a tiny purple lilac cupped in her little hands. The details of why she had the flower were vague, but she knew it tied her to a happy memory with her mother, and that was enough for her. My grandfather, Mum's dad and Gran's son, Anthony Detrick, was a good man and devoted to his children. After his wife died, he moved into Rosewall Castle so Gran could help raise Uncle Danny and my mum. Anthony remained at Rosewall until he died in 1941. His death was numbered among thousands who perished during the German Blitzkrieg of World War II. Sadly, both world wars have claimed the lives of many great men in my family's history. I wish I could have met Anthony Detrick. Mum was 11 when he died and has good memories of him. I can only imagine the pain Gran went through after her son died, but she faithfully raised her two grandchildren all on her own afterwards. She often said that Mum and Uncle Danny were her comfort and joy, and without them she probably would have curled up and died too. Losing a father was really hard on Mum and her brother, but World War II had only just begun. It was a hard time to grow up. The world was changing so quickly— Gran's world was dying out, and Mum's was trying to find a solid ground on which to land. Gran and Mum didn't see eye to eye during that time. Mum always said she only stuck around because of the war, and not long after the war finally ended, she took off. She was only 15 years old. I've never heard the full story of what happened while Mum wandered away from home, more than likely, she spared me details because a lot had to do with my father, and she didn't like to talk about him. In 1956, I was born. My father missed the occasion because he was drunk again. Gran was there, though, because by then, Mum was beginning to find her way back home, and Gran insisted I be named after her. Mum always laughed when she retold the story of my birth. It was one of her favorites, probably because she didn't have many good ones during that time of her life. I have just given birth to you, Mum said, and your grand was there holding my hand when the doctor held you up and said, It's a girl. 
With the enthusiasm of a small child on Christmas morning, Gran leaned over to me and asked, "'Can we call her Adelaide?' Mum laughed again. It was so like her to want to name her first great-grandchild after herself. She always said naming a daughter or even a granddaughter after herself would be too arrogant, but a great-granddaughter? That was just fine. I often thought that if you had been a boy, she would have still insisted on calling you Adelaide. I smiled as I envisioned the scene and felt honored Gran wanted me to have her name. When I was a little older, I decided it was only fair for me to craft a name for Gran, too, so I began calling her Grand instead of Grandmother. I was only four, so I shouldn't be judged too harshly for my lack of creativity.